Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't you just say, hey, but let's But this is not just one thing, Paige. There's, like, multiple things. She literally told me it was too soon that I'm moving in with Carl. Well, Danielle said that, too. What? She was saying he's only a year and a half sober. They might get engaged. They moved into a very expensive apartment. I mean, she was like, I feel like they live in a fairy tale. <laughs> to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, our Summer House and Vanderpump Rules edition. Obviously, we got to start off with Summer House. It was a little bit of a lighter episode, but a better episode. Not even kidding you guys. I almost fell asleep during the Kyle and Carl uh, conversation. And then suddenly Carl woke up and started getting into it with his girlfriend and I woke up. So thank you, Carl, for finally speaking up. Thank you. Anyway, um, let's get into the episode, right? We start off, the girls are helping Gabby decorate with the Studio 50 Forest Party. But we are like bare bones. We have about three feet worth of streamers and about 25 feet to decorate with. It's not great. The photo wall, poorly executed to say the least. It's giving um, uh, Chateau Chouret giving sticks it's giving neverland now amanda and kyle are coming to the house late because they were at a family reunion and carl's like nervous right he says in a confessional i don't want to say that i haven't spoken to kyle because i don't have the balls but i'm just like worried that our friendship is in serious jeopardy but i need to tell kyle to never talk to my girlfriend like that so amanda and kyle they bring their two little cutie pups Reese and Ryder. And Amanda says, 
that as sad as she was last weekend, she's not going to let anybody, let alone Lindsay, get her down, especially because tomorrow was her day. Why are you mad at Lindsay? <laughs> Again, remind me, because you got into it with Danielle. So I let me know. Meanwhile, Lindsay says that her strategy going into this party is just, she's going to have fun. She's going to stay out of whatever Kyle and Carl have going on because they're the ones who need to talk and she'll figure it out from there. So the ladies are getting ready and we meet a new house guest, Karma Brown. Bam! Karma Brown, aka Sierra, is just here to have a good time. She puts her sunglasses on. There's a lot of bam happening and she's great. I love Karma. I think Sierra is doing exactly what she needs to do is to kind of lay low, but like stay out of the bullshit, have a little kiki, just have fun and keep things light. I think she's doing it perfectly. Um, and I'm really appreciating her contribution, but also her lack of contribution in the show, but more about that later. And then something happens that made me want to reach into the screen and just like get Sam into a, like a Yanla Van Zant style mammy titty hug and embrace because Sam gets a text from the hot Australian Tim, right? We found out about him last week. They went on this great date. Things were clicking. He's meeting her standards. And she says, well, the screen pops up with texts from him, right? Can't come to the party. Come to Montauk. The flag on the play flag on the play okay here's the thing ladies especially if you're like single and in new york if a guy cancels on you and then tells you to come to him that's it it's over because he's decided that he does not want you uh he doesn't want to come to you he also doesn't really want you to come to him he's just like doing that because he's hoping that you're gonna be the one to nut up and not go to call it, right? So call, call it because he doesn't want you, girl. But he's like playing this nice guy. No, if he can't make it to you, then you don't need to be running to him. Sorry. And then my other thing to you, Sam, again, I've said this once, I'll say it a thousand times. Australians, let them go. Boomerang them back from whence they came. You get them, you have fun with them, you drink, you party, you laugh. Maybe you even, you know, do. do, do put the Joey in the pouch or whatever. And then you let them go. They're not for, they're, they're not for real. Like no offense, but you Australian men, straight Australian men are not real. Okay. So you have your fun and you let them go back from whence they came. That's the only way to do it. The only way. An Australian man is not coming to America, to the Hamptons, to a party place in America in the summer, which is winter for them, they're escaping their winter to come play and have fun. So just do it and let them go. Anyway. Anyway, that's good advice from Aunt Kara. Outside the party is, um, it's not jumping. I would say maybe more puttering. Puttering on, they don't have booze. They've got like a handle of tequila, a handle of some Tito's, whatever leftover leftover lover boy spritzes that clearly nobody else wants because they're all the same flavor. And that's it. Karma Brown is upset. I'm upset. Where's the champagne tower? Where's the music? Where's the DJ? This is a travesty. So Lindsay asked Carl, like, when are you going to talk to Kyle? When are you going to talk to Kyle? 
So Amanda and Kyle finally come out and like they come out in matching outfits, lavender pants. Uh, Kyle's wearing these silver uh, high heel, like a clog, not clogs, but you know, platform shoes. He's, he looked so hot. <laughs> and I will admit that it moved and it did something for me. And they were right. Sarah was like, uh, respectfully, Kyle can get it. And I thought the same. And I think I figured it out. Like, Kyle is the most Caucasian man I've ever met, or at least the one that I've met in a long time. And I, by that, I mean, like, I feel like Kyle was probably born with Sperry's on. Like, he's just, you know, it just seems like he opens his closet and he's got a full line of, like, you know, tropical print pants and polo shirts. You know what I mean? Like, that's just his vibe. But anytime he deviates out of that, I'm like, I'm looking and I'm liking. Hello. Carl ends up grabbing Kyle and they sit down. Carl's wearing this black perm wig, which, you know, I also wasn't mad at. But anyway, um, he tells Kyle, yo, Saturday night was kind of hard to be around. You know, Kyle's like, yeah, I just snapped. So Carl says, I've really never seen you that angry. I appreciate that you texted me next last weekend. But, you know, if that doesn't I, I just don't love the way you spoke to about Lindsay. And he's like, listen, I'm kind of feeling like at this point, do you guys even like me and Lindsay? Kyle says, to be honest, you've changed. And that's because to me, like, you're now spending a lot more time with her. You love her. And Carl's like, yeah, I want to marry her. And Kyle goes on to say, like, you're going to defend her. I get that. But take the boyfriend hat off for a minute. Like, I keep coming back to the fact that our friendship has changed. And where that stems from is Lindsay and Amanda. So elsewhere in the backyard, Amanda's telling Paige and Sierra that Lindsay really likes to weaponize the word friend against her. Like, Amanda's not doing enough for their friendship. But at this point, she's just going to tell Lindsay, I'm sorry you feel that way. But she can't keep apologizing because she can't keep caring about her because it makes her sick. Now, Amanda's maybe not great with words, I think. Um, what I'm thinking she's saying, and maybe this is me giving her a little bit too much grace, is that We've never seen Amanda and Lizzie have a genuine friendship. So I think Amanda feels like Lindsay's putting friend expectations on her behavior when they're not friends. And it just feels like a lot of pressure. And in that regard, she's like, I just gotta like let go and let God about this because like this is too out of my control. And while I completely agree that what Amanda said about Carl was shitty, ultimately the apology would maybe go to Carl, right? Not so much to Lindsay. Like, and so I think, the, I mean, Amanda did apologize to her. We saw it last weekend or last week. And I don't know, like, I just, I think there's like, well, Paige and Lindsay have a conversation later that I think really opens my eyes a lot to what's going on. But back to Kyle, he tells Carl that Amanda's tried for like six years to be on Lindsay's good side. And Carl's like, well, I think that Lindsay may be hurt by some of the things that Amanda has said or done. So Kyle says, like, what did she say? Like, what did Amanda do? And Carl's example to Kyle was Amanda saying at the reunion that them moving in was too soon. So we see a flashback where they're kind of talking about maybe, you know, buying a house in the Hamptons or, or an apartment or something. And... Amanda just very, to me, lightheartedly was just like, oh, you know, I'm just like kind of nervous about how fast you guys are moving. Like, 
I don't know. Honestly, I didn't take it as scolding or talking down, but I can also understand when Carl says, I've never spoken about your relationship. So I would have just expected you guys to just be like, oh, that's great. You know, like not have an opinion about that. But then he says, you know, it kind of came out again that there are some issues last weekend and, you know, it, it seems like there's some deeper shit. But Kyle says, I feel like you guys are reading between lines that don't even exist. So I think where Carl fucked up is that he like lobbed Kyle the softball of something like in the grand scheme of things that they have said, uh, Lindsay kind of, or Amanda kind of offhanded being, being like, Oh, you guys buying property might make me a little bit nervous is for me, like at the bottom of the list. And I feel like it should be for Carl too. And I feel like it probably is, but then now it's all about this like silly little thing, in my opinion. And now they're not really getting to the, the root of the issue, Carl and Kyle. Like there's no way in hell that like he would be more upset about that than Amanda calling him our employee. And like, he works for us and whatever. Like she said some pretty diminutive shit about Carl. I can't imagine that like his work life relationship with Kyle has been ruined by her being like, Oh, I'm nervous. Nah, come on. And okay, low key, this is entirely Carl's fault because this is now like how many conversations that we've seen he and Kyle have where he's not really said the real thing that he's upset about. And then they're like, you know, Kyle's just able to be like, yeah, I really want things to work between us. Um, which I think he does, but like, again, the root. So then suddenly they're talking about Kyle, or excuse me, Amanda's relationship with Lindsay and how Amanda feels like she's walking on eggshells. And, you know, I feel like Lindsay feels the same way. And, you know, basically, you know, I wish we would be going on double dates. Okay, well, you know, let's just check in with each other about things. And, you know, let's not let the what's going on with the ladies affect our friendship and our business relationship. This is not the problem, you guys. Come on. <laughs> come on so Kyle says you know they have a long friendship he does with uh, Lindsay and his relationship with Carl and they all let the hurt get the best of him so he's just hoping that the rest of the summer can be fun uh, Sam is around going around this party repeatedly telling people that she wants to go to Montauk who's going don't leave without me I want to go rallying the troops that sort of thing she's Walking around looking beautiful in the silver, you know, coke, cocaine dealer's girlfriend outfit. And I loved it. But it was, you know, it was just sad to know that your girl was about to be down bad, you know? At one point during the party, Oliver's like chatting with two random women and in the pool. Chris goes up to them and makes up some uh, lie about how he and Oliver have known each other since third grade. And, um... I guess this is part of his game of like ribbing women about, oh, you grew up in Coral Gables. Oh, bougie. Oh, oops. Oh, that's bougie. He claims that this is his way of teasing women and to see if they can give it right back to him. Because if they can, then that's the type of woman that he wants to be with. Okay. Well, <sighs> okay. I'm really trying to like get it <laughs> with him, like see what it is that everybody keeps rooting for him about, but I'm not getting it all i'm seeing is a guy who's either boring or <clears throat> finding ways to like talk to women in weird ways outside of danielle i his his friendship with her i don't really know what's great about this kid but 
we'll watch. We'll watch. So after Kyle and Carl's conversation, Lindsay goes up to Carl, like, immediately, asks him what happened. And he's like, listen, I feel better, but I'm, you know, I'm not okay with the way he spoke to you. But, you know, I think what Kyle said last week was a direct result of what happened to Amanda. And I just wonder if you guys will ever have a conversation. So Lindsay makes a face at him like, that's what you talked about? That was a very long discussion. And you're telling me the entire thing was about me? Carl goes, no, it was about you and Amanda. (laughs) So Lindsay's like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) All right. So Carl starts trying to encourage Lindsay to talk to Amanda and again, again, and she's like, I'd love to talk to her. I'm a very direct communicator. Okay. And Carl just looks down at her and like, okay. And it just says, I I know that. Yeah. Lindsay goes, do you? Because it doesn't seem like you do. (laughs) So Carl tells her, please don't make this so much more difficult than it is. Like, I just think the both of you should talk. That's all I'm trying to say. Lindsay says, I'm not going up to Amanda to be like, hey, you hurt me. And now I'm begging for you now to apologize. Not going to do it. But Carl just says, listen, I'm facing the shit I got to face. I'm dealing with it. That's what I talked about with Kyle. So Lindsay goes, why are you getting mad? And he goes, I'm not upset. So Lindsay goes, okay, well, don't come at me. And Carl goes, trust me, I'm not coming at you. You'll know when I do. Listen, I just wish we could all be closer friends. So then Lindsay goes, well, how can we be closer when Amanda said what she said? And, you know, I'm hurt. And when I say that, Amanda does nothing about it. I don't need to beg for a conversation. And I'm also not getting one. So Paige, Amanda, Karma Brown, Oliver, they're all in the pool watching whatever the hell's going on with Carl and Lindsay, because what else are they going to do? There are maybe 17 people at this party. (laughs) And I think it was Amanda. Amanda makes mention about how Lindsay goes crazy. But then if you look at her, she'll start laughing and smiling and being very light and bright. Karma ain't in it. Okay. Karma says Karma Brown can't comment on this. And this is what I'm talking about. She does not, she's maybe the only person so far who hasn't latched on to the, like, we need to make everything about Carl and Lindsay train that's been happening so far. Like, everybody's caught the bug at some point, but somehow Sierra's remained strong, and I I appreciate her for that. Karma Brown can't comment on this, and I can't either. Chris at one point goes up to Kyle and tells him, you know, ask him how the conversation with Carl went and tells him, listen, I'm not sure if you know it, bro, but if you're not in the right state of mind, everyone else feels it. And your friendship with Carl matters, which is very sweet. <laughs> so back to Lindsay and Carl. Lindsay says, listen, Amanda's network didn't anything about my feelings. But Carl gently goes, but she did text you, right? She she did apologize to you. And Lindsay goes, yeah, over text. So then Lindsay says, Well, just Amanda led me to believe that we would have a bigger conversation about it in person, but that hasn't happened. So Carl goes, and that's all I'm saying. There's a conversation that can be had. To which Lindsay says, don't you think I know that? I want to fix things real quick. And then Carl just kind of awkwardly laughs and goes, okay, perfect. You know, let's, let's play beer pong. There's, there's nothing else to talk about. So Danielle is also watching this from the bar and whoever these random friends of hers are, she's like, you guys just saw them fight too, right? Like, how do they just go from having a conversation like that to playing beer pong? And at that point, Danielle grabs Carl to talk. But before that, maybe the cutest thing 
the cutest thing that I've ever seen on Bravo has happened. Everybody's gathered around the beer pong table. Maya's holding, I think, Ryder or something, one of the dogs. And Kyle lobs that dog a little ping pong and she catches it right in her mouth. And everybody cheered, myself included. It was so adorable. And I, I appreciated that short reprieve before this conversation. So Carl and Danielle sit down, right? Danielle tells Carl, I just saw you talking to Lindsay and yeah, she always seems really heated. So Carl says, well, listen, it can just be kind of hard to communicate with her when she's drunk. And then he goes, you know, Lindsay wasn't really receptive to what I was trying to tell her about talking to Amanda. So I just had to walk away. So then Danielle says, honestly, for two of the most outspoken people I know, you guys sure internalize a lot of things. And this is where Danielle goes left for me because then she goes to Carl. It can't always be great. Like I'm in a relationship with Robert and sometimes we fight and like he works all the time. And I hardly see him and I'm not going to cry, but you know, it's just really hard. So Danielle says again in a confessional that things with her and Robert aren't always easy. So she wants Lindsay and Carl to have a relationship where they can talk about the hard stuff. Like just say it. And again, what is this? These two things do not have to do with each other. This is a uh, lesson that I had to learn. Probably one of the hardest lessons that I've learned. I see a lot of myself in Danielle in the way that she rides for her friends and she wants to protect them and, you know, guide them, quote unquote, and like make sure that they're making the right decisions, especially when it comes to their love life and their future. But the thing is, like the golden rule only works one way in one direction. Like you treat people the way you want to be treated, but you can't expect people to treat pe- pe- treat you as well as you would treat them, you know? And I think she's now expecting Lindsay to handle her relationship the way that she does with Robert. And those shits don't have anything to do with each other. And it's certainly not anything that you should be emotionally invested in. You can be concerned for your friend for thinking that they just, she just glosses over any everything, but like in making it about how like you don't really see Robert and like, therefore you guys need to be having tough conversations in your relationship is never the two shall meet for me. Meanwhile, Gabby's pouring a bottle of wine, Hampton water, if you will, into Lindsay's mouth. And then we know she must be wasted because she goes to talk to Paige of all people about boy problems, right? Lindsay says to Paige, gosh, guys and communicating is so hard because Carl just said that you and Amanda need to talk. And I'm like, I know. So Paige asks Lindsay, why don't you just pull Amanda aside? And Lindsay says, well, I just feel really hurt by multiple things. So Paige says, but does Amanda know this? And Lindsay goes, no. (laughs) So Paige says, okay, so then obviously Amanda isn't going to come to you if she has no idea that you're upset, right? Right, Lindsay? So Lindsay says that Amanda doesn't know because she doesn't make a big deal out of things. And Paige goes, um, hmm, hmm, okay. But then she goes, well, why hold it in? And Lindsay goes, well, it's not just one thing. It's actually multiple things that I'm upset about. She literally told me that it was too soon to move in with Carl. And Paige just says, well, Danielle said that too. (laughs) Lindsay takes a second and then she makes a stink face and goes, what? (laughs) Paige says, well, 
she was saying, you know, like, you know, you guys have only been so he's only been sober a year and a half. Uh, you guys might be getting engaged. You guys moved into this really expensive apartment. You guys were living in a fairy tale, you know, that sort of stuff. So Lindsay goes, well, that would be like me saying to her, I'm nervous because your boyfriend's a chef and you guys moved in after two months, which absolutely fair. Chefs are menaci. Is that the plural? They're horrible. The New York ones, anyway, they're, um, you know, not to be trusted. They're to be, I don't know what the issue is. I stay far away. I touched, I saw the sunlight years ago and I thought, no, not for me. I shall not be blind. I touched the hot stove and I was burned and I thought no more. So y'all have fun with that. Um, but I generally think that, um, those in the New York food scene six feet you know six feet so Paige tells Lindsay well Danielle's concerned and Lindsay goes well I think those are wild concerns so Paige says well I was under the impression that you knew how she felt like that's your best friend <laughs> oh and you know what after that she takes a sip from her lover boy because her work here is done Danielle rocks right over to Paige and Lindsay and Paige goes, oh, I got to pee. Bye. It just scampers away. You know what? <laughs> I'll say you don't like Paige, but she's, she's moving the storyline. Nobody else will. So. so Danielle starts to sit down and Lindsay goes, well, Paige told me that you're concerned about my relationship. And Danielle's like, yeah, always. I'm your best friend. But Lindsay goes, no, no, no. She was saying that you were saying that it was too soon to move in and Danielle goes, actually, I didn't say that, but I did say that it seems like you guys are moving hella fast. So Lindsay goes, how is it hella fast? I've known him for six years. But Danielle goes, yeah, but not in a, you've not been in a relationship with him. Like, it is fast. And I'm allowed to say that. So then Lindsay goes, I want to have babies with this man. And he wants to have babies with me. <laughs> so Danielle goes, okay, you're getting really fucking defensive. And it's annoying. So Lindsay asked for clarification on like, what were you saying? We were living in a fairy tale or something. And Danielle goes, well, you guys just don't have fights. So Lindsay says, well, Carl doesn't like to have hard conversations, but I'm a hard conversation girl. So Danielle says, I love you to death. But like when he didn't stick up for you last week, I thought you would have said something. And Lindsay goes, look, it pissed me off too. But I've been trying to do therapy and be a better person. And I think that this is kind of like the crux of what's happening is that people are not thinking that Lindsay has grown or is trying to grow. They're expecting activated Lindsay and it's not happening. And so I do think that Lindsay and Carl are probably glossing over a lot of things, especially when it comes to their sobriety right like to me and granted these are like relationships that I only witnessed in my 20s and early 30s but to me I have not seen a couple who has where one has been sober or just like chose not to drink and the other one did and it was like something that they did like if they were to stop drinking or to cut down drinking it would probably be a significant um drop off for them I've never seen those relationships work frankly um not to say that they can't 
Sierra was just talking about her mom and dad last week. So clearly there are success stories, but I think in this case, like, again, I've been saying, I think there's a lot to this where Lindsay, I think is maybe not getting the credit that she maybe wants from Carl for the choice to be sober. And so she's expecting it to come from other people. Like with Maya during the family feud thing, she's like, well, why didn't you consider the fact that I chose to be sober for Carl? And she also brings this up like a couple weeks ago. And it's like, why do you expect other people to be responsible for that? Or like, think about that when these situations have nothing to do with you being sober, you know, frankly, Especially when Lindsay has pretty much always presented this as like, this is what I chose to do for my boyfriend to support him. And I probably will drink in the future. I have to imagine that like people probably didn't really think it was that deep for you, but it seems like it is, but it also seems like you're not talking to the person who you should be talking to about it because it's probably a scary conversation to have, but like, you know, cracks are showing girl. Do you guys remember for like the other 13 of you who watch Winter House that Kyle had said at one point that Carl almost broke up with Lindsay because her drinking was a little out of control. And that's really the reason why she got sober. I think what's now happening is that like she got sober, they got deep into their relationship and now she's choosing to drink again. And things are like maybe Rocky. He doesn't like that. However she acts turns him off when she drinks. And I think now they're like, maybe in too deep in this relationship where they're like, fuck, if it's, if we're going to have a conversation, this might, uh, you know, be a Pandora's box situation. So we're just not even going to open it. And I think that might be what's happening. Cause like, let's be real. Carl would tell her, I really don't want you to drink. And Lindsay's going to have to be like, I want to keep drinking. <laughs> like that's it. Anyway, I really went on a tangent there. So Danielle says, I just don't want to lose two friends. And Lindsay goes, you're not going to lose me. So Danielle says, well, sometimes I, it just feels like off limits for me to talk about your relationship to you. You know, I'm not trying to talk shit, but I do have opinions. So Lindsay goes, okay, well, if you're going to talk shit, can you at least tell me first? Because uh, why the fuck am I hearing this from Paige? <laughs> Danielle goes, I totally hear you, but I do kind of want to see you going at it a little bit more about the real stuff. Okay. I like a hundred percent. And Lindsay says, me too. And Danielle says, I just want you to speak up for yourself. The party winds down. The rest of the house gets some pizza. And Sierra, Amanda, Danielle, they're deciding, you know, that forest party was a good six and a half out of ten. So Gabby walks in and Danielle's like, hey, girl, just come over here. Um, you know, if you want to talk about it, let's get into it, girl. We decided to give you a 6.5 out of 10. And Gabby goes, 65 out of 100? That's a fail. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's something to think about. With that being said, I would give Gabby, you know, on the show, 92. And I'm taking like 4% off for the party. So pretty good. Kyle's drunk eating a slice of pizza with Sam and one of the dogs who's not paying attention to him. So Kyle makes a mention of like, oh, let's see, this is what I'm scared about having kids for. I feel like they're going to be like, oh, dad's not cool and just ignore me. But Sam really just pours into Kyle and goes, Kyle, your kids are going to be obsessed with you because it's so hard for people not to be like your energy really affects the house. And I think that's a really good quality to have. So Kyle says that he, you know, likes to make sure that everyone in the house is having as much fun as possible. 
And Sam goes, I know you've got shit going on, but when you're upset, it kind of also affects everybody in the house. So we just want you to be happy. And I think it's really cool that your positive energy brings the whole house up. (laughs) That was like a masterclass and being like, you're really annoying, but like, I'm just going to call you in instead of call you out and talk about all your good qualities. She did that. I would never have been able to do that at 24. Please. I would have been like crying for sure. (laughs) And for what reason? Because this has nothing to do with me, you know? Either that or I would have thrown up like hours ago and and already been asleep. You know, the point is I would not have been mature enough to say this. So in the kitchen, Danielle decides that her titties are going to be the one to be the determining factor of where everybody goes tonight. And they're saying they want to head east to Montauk. Everybody's trying to gauge like who's going, who's not going. Kyle says, you know, obviously he wants to go, but they have the dogs. So he and Amanda tap out. So Lindsay is like, are you going? Are you going? Everybody else is going? Everybody's like, girl, it really sounds like you want to go, Lindsay. So she turns to Carl and she's like, um, you want to go? And he just like kind of shrugs and he's like, "Mm, not really. (laughs) But she like clearly is like, I need you to say that you want to go so I can be like, yes, I want to go. But you got to do it first. So Carl goes, "Eh, you know, it's kind of a far trek. And then he plops down on the couch. So Danielle says in a confessional that if this was any other time and she said, I'm going to Montauk, Lindsay would be like, girl, how long do I have to get ready? She goes, I just hate seeing her hold back. Bitch, I know you want to go to Montauk. (laughs) So then Lindsay goes over to the couch and asks Carl if he's going to bed. And she's like, nope, just taking a break. She's like, okay, all right. So you're still going to be. Awake, fine. Okay, so Sierra asks Lindsay, like, oh, are you going out? She's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Are you going, Sierra? And Sierra goes, you know, I'll consider it. So Lindsay goes, well, you're the single one, bitch. And Sierra goes, you want to go out, bitch? (laughs) So Lindsay says, well, I'm in a relationship. And Amanda goes, well, that never stopped Kyle, which, true. As long as you know, girl, as long as you know. So then Lindsay asks Maya and Chris if they're going. They're both like, nah, not really. So Carl tells Chris, like, oh, you know, I think I'm just going to stay. I want to build a fire, see how much wood we have in the back. And Lindsay just nods like, fuck. Price is, <laughs> Price is right losing a horn. Like, damn. Right? So while they're waiting, like, they're clearly waiting for the Uber. Danielle's in the sitting area. Lindsay goes up to her and she goes, you know, if I was single, I would be going, right? And Danielle goes, well, I'm not single. And Lindsay goes, yeah, but, you know, it's not like you're leaving Robert to go out and then coming back. And Danielle goes, sure, but I also leave him for the entire weekend. So Lindsay goes, well, that's your relationship. <laughs> Which is true. But a read, you know? So Danielle goes, well, your relationship can be whatever the, you want it to be. And, but Lindsay goes, but it's not. <laughs> no. That's a little telling, Linz. Little telling, Hubs. So Danielle goes, well, who cares? You can do it whatever the fuck you want. So Lindsay goes, but if I was single, I would. I mean, what am I going to do if he's not there? <laughs> and Danielle goes, hang out with me in Montauk? And Lindsay goes, but Montauk's really a very far way to go to hang out with you. <laughs> Woo! Um, so 
pause for a second. I remember during an interview that Danielle did say that there was a time where they were going to go to Montauk. Lindsay didn't go. And that did contribute to the downfall of their relationship. And I think this might be it. I mean, saying like, that's a really far way to go to hang out with you. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) But like, also let's talk about where we're at right now. Right. Because I think, you know, y'all were a lot like me thinking Danielle and Lindsay broke up. Surely Lindsay was the one who fucked this up. Right. And I, I'm now down from like 99.9% to like 87, you know, (laughs) I, this is not going down the way I thought it would, but I do see that there are glimmers of like when Lindsay says, well, what am I going to do if I'm not hanging out without him or, you know, or hanging out without one? Like, that's a little weird. That is a little weird. And I do see, like, there are choices that are being made. But I also feel like Danielle is putting a lot of her relationship with Robert into how she feels like her relation, Carl and Lindsay's relationship should go. And that's, you know, another big no-no for me. So Danielle, Sam, and Gabby get back to the house. And Sam announces, you know, Tim ghosted me. But then she says, he put me in an Uber back and how on their second date, she didn't want to sleep with him or she told him like, I don't want to sleep with you because I don't want a hit and run situation. And he said, I would never do that. Now I'm getting what she said. I think what happened is that like Gabby and Danielle went out. She went to go to this, wherever this dude was staying. And then he put her in an Uber back to the club. (laughs) Now I'm understanding, I think, what she's saying. And she goes, listen, listen, it sounds, it feels really fucking stupid saying it now. I I get it, you know? And then things start getting kind of emotional because Sam goes, imagine having a crush on me. Ew. And Danielle goes, what are you talking about? Sam says, personally, I think I'm fucking annoying. Like, when I meet new people, I apologize for my personality right off the bat because I feel embarrassed and ashamed. And so Danielle goes... I don't get why you would think that. Why would you feel that way about yourself? And Gabby just goes, it's a trauma thing. I I can, I get it. Well, Sam says she used to date this guy back in the day who uh, like abused the shit out of her. He would just tell her you're embarrassing. Your teeth are disgusting to the point where she didn't smile in pictures for four years. Yuck. Who is this boy? What kind of like 20 year old menace? In college, yuck, boy. Your mouth is gross. How about that? So Danielle tells Sam, I just want you to know that you come across as the most genuine, bubbly, lighthearted person. I'm all in. So Sam says in a confessional that, like, she basically keeps getting triggered. Things keep coming up this summer that keep bringing back the memories of her insecurities. You know, cut to Maya telling her she talks too much, but don't worry about it. <laughs> but Danielle's right. She's like, you know, you're good. You know, like, sorry. (laughs) She says, Danielle's right. Like, I just need to like be myself. I came here to make real friends. People who really value who I am, whether I'm too much or too little. Amen, girl. So the next morning, it's Amanda's birthday. They decide to have the little brunch for her before they leave the house. Um, And then 
like while they're getting ready, Paige and Maya sit down for a nice um, 8.30 champagne and they start talking about how, you know, last night Lindsay clearly wanted to go to Montauk because she kept looking at Carl, nudged him a couple times, asking what everybody's plans were over and over. And Paige goes, this man is 37, sober and laying on the couch. What makes you think he wanted to go anywhere? But Paige goes, I just feel like he... You know, I feel like Lindsay's trying to act better for Carl. And Maya says, yeah, but it's at the expense of what she wants to do. And they both agree that ultimately that leads to making sacrifices to your partner. And that leads to resentment. And I fully agree. Everybody sits down for the birthday brunch. Kyle, you know, announces, hey, on your 30th birthday, your landmark birthday, I really dropped the ball by giving you absolutely nothing. So here's this gigantic art piece that you wanted, I guess. Happy birthday, baby. Um, And then everybody goes home. But before they go home, Lindsay grabs Amanda and says, hey, girl, what are you doing this week? And Amanda's like, I don't know. Um, You know, I'll let you know. I want to hang out with you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, by our, you know, like one on one. She's like, hey, yeah, I'll absolutely not let you know. So, ooh, we'll see y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. No, duh, we're gonna be back in just Are a you moment. Are with... conversation? Yeah, what's the issue? You tell us. Lala, literally, like, look how. Put a thought together. I know you can do it. Scroll. Lala, literally. Jesus, what? like, dude, can you stop? I can't unsee the f-ing bully that you were to her for no reason. For no, no reason. There wasn't to reason. literally flex your the power. The is because she slept with James while we were together. You had moved on from that. that. So explain. You have moved on from it. You have moved on from it. She has not. Okay, she so just got this information two weeks ago. This is about something way deeper. I've learned from my mistakes, you know. Sorry that it happened, but the fact that you're still going on about it, I don't care. I really don't. She's always not liked you, right? So, okay, so deal with it yourself. Don't throw me in the middle and say my name. I'd do it again. Put me in a time machine. I'll go do it again. All right, y'all, let's get into Vanderpump Rules for this week. As you guys have seen, they dropped the mid-season trailer. I feel like the Real Housewives of Orange County are just like, they're also cursing Crush Sandoval because I feel like the trailer was supposed to drop for them weeks ago. And Bravo was just like, you know what? I think we can take a little pause right now. <laughs> but I want that trailer. Anyway, um, yeah, it was... Truly a sight to behold at the rage, the um, piecing of things together. There was a clip in the trailer that just was explained um, yesterday where I think it was Lala says it's like a group of people with crustache and Lala says like, oh, um, they saw you or she saw you at the Abbey, saw you two at the Abbey, Tom and Raquel. So apparently the story to this is that Allie saw Tom and Raquel. They were with a group of people, not on the show, but Ariana was not there. They were at the Abbey. Allie was there, saw Tom and Raquel dancing together and thought that was like kind of weird, but I guess they were able to explain it away. Allegedly she told somebody but it was just kind of passed off like oh they're just friends like really no big deal but Allie the astrologer may have been the first one to be on to something 
you're listening to this when the episode drops, I believe, gosh, it's a reunion filming today. Girl, can we just laugh really quickly at Raquel and this like Spidey era? Oh, you guys just happened to see me. What outside of a fucking nail salon? Where was she at a bus stop sitting at a bench like fucking <laughs> Forrest Gump? Just hanging out in Los Angeles, as you do, I guess, right? So I guess the paparazzi just happened to see her, you know, dressed in all black like the Omen with her hoodie up and her Harry Potter glasses. Four minutes of her talking about how bad she feels. And, you know, I spoke to Ariana and I texted her an apology and uh, it wasn't received that well. And a lot of plugs for the reunion. You're going to have to see that explained, this explained. And, you know, we started off as a friendship and then it turned to something more, blah, blah, blah. We don't want to label ourselves. Vomit, vomit, vomit. I mean, laughable, truly, truly lame truly lame. And I think this maybe leads to like a a bigger uh, conversation that I've been seeing happening regarding people feeling like maybe Raquel is uh, getting the brunt of people's anger and maybe that's due to misogyny and what have you. Personally, I think at this point, it's just kind of optics because, you know, uh, Tom Crust has been keeping his crazy behind the scenes. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Whereas Raquel has been, you know, trying to issue restraining orders on people and, you know, vaping sadly from a parking lot. I mean, I guess he did that too. But like, you know, I think she's just, and also on the show, we're seeing her poor behavior. And I think for me, at least, that is why Maybe people's attentions are more focused on her. Maybe more conversations are being had about her because we're seeing this also on TV, her acting a damn coconut. You know, it's not, we're only now keeping our eyes on Krusty, right? So, you know, maybe there are people who are being misogynistic. I personally have not seen it, but you know, I think, you know, when there's the topic of misogyny, it's always one to discuss. But anyway, let's get into the episode, uh, which begins with Crestash's submission for, gosh, Razzie Awards lead actor 2022 for his role as um, guy pretending that he's not fucking the woman who just arrived to guys night. Is that a category? I'm not sure, but he would win it. Sweep it. Sweep every award. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow, you're here. Wow, crazy. (laughs) this guy. James is annoyed because Allie made it very clear she did not want him around Raquel anymore. And he says in a confessional, like, like I want a guy's night. Like, I, you know, I want to say to the boys, like, I've got a sexy-ass girlfriend. I love the butt. How are you guys doing? What's happening with the ladies? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want it to be like, guy's night. G-U-Y-S. Guy's night. So he walks off. Brock and Crustash followed him down to the bathroom. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I thought this was guys night. You know, I thought we were going to be popping bottles like we do every year. Like, this wasn't what I wanted, right? So they get him to cool down and they all go back upstairs. Meanwhile, Raquel's telling Schwartz that she, you know, I just wanted to have fun. The, the girl's trip was the opposite of that. And, you know, how Katie's mom was there. And Tom's like, oh, yeah, I love her. I love Terry. She's like... Yeah, she really loves you too. And, you know, I had to explain to her that I entertained the idea of making out with you. And he puts his hands over his mouth like he usually does. But this time, I think he actually was horrified. Not like when he's pretending like, oh, how could I possibly make out with somebody now? After this marriage where I was cheating the whole time. 
Request asks his new girlfriend what happened, and Raquel says, oh, you know, like, I was just being young and fun and single and living my life, and these girls literally set me up to make it seem like I'm only chasing after guys that they're interested in. <laughs> and you fell right into it, and you said, you know what? That setup actually looks very comfortable and cozy for me. I'm going to settle in. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. And then she goes on to say, oh, you know, Lala said that she was really concerned and how she never trusts me around her man. And I just said, you know, it's a good thing you don't have one. And then Charlie's like, oh, no, that's not even the best thing that she said. She started calling Lala out for being a mistress. Schwartz is like all into this because, you know, he loves being horrific to women. And he goes in a confessional, you know, hearing that Raquel stood up for herself is it's like, it's kind of hot. So James texting Allie right the girls are here Charlie and Raquel are here and she goes so leave so he does bye James well, I guess we'll see you later so then I guess we're still back in Havasu we don't need to be but we're back at the house Lala found some black man to have sex with um and you know Katie says clearly she's not getting any the furry wasn't doing it for her so now it's her job to get Lala in there encourage her to like bust it wide open right Lala's nervous she says again, she hasn't had sex since she conceived Ocean back in 2020. And then she says in a confessional, I know this may come as a shock, but uh, the sex was not good with my ex. I haven't had an orgasm, like, like a real one that I haven't faked since 2016. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Imagine going through the entire past presidential administration and not getting your rock off. You know, it's like we were sick of men enough at that point, And then you were 
sitting up next to the mucinex monster, not even getting a nut out of it, you know? That sucks. But um Don also sucks. He walks in. I can't even get into the looks, frankly, because this man, yuck. He was making it abundantly clear what he came for via uh, every sexual innuendo that he could possibly find. So he notices that they have pizza in the kitchen and somebody was, oh yeah, we ordered that earlier this afternoon, right? And he goes, oh, like, do you like cold pizza, right? Lala says, no, you know, I like hot food to be hot. And so then Don goes, <laughs> oh, so you like it hot, sweaty, sticky? Ew, this is pizza, sir. And it, one of the most sacred things that we have left, please don't talk about that, sicko. And then, because he's got a bunch of tattoos, right? She notices that he has a bee tattooed near his ear. And he goes, yeah, and I have a honeycomb over here. Like, you want, oh, God. <laughs> Reading those words just makes me want to cringe. You want that honey dripping on you? And Christina goes, and time for bed so they go upstairs and they're starting to get upstairs and she, Lala goes I'm nervous and Don goes oh god don't get nervous when it's time to have service jail prison immediately and then she went upstairs and had sex with that dude I would have been like yo who's in the security for the show exit stage left no thank you we find out the next morning that uh, Lala did have an orgasm. Apparently, she was fucking Mount Vesuvius and couldn't even sleep in the bed because it was so wet. Okay, thank you, Lala. The Havasu trip ends with Katie realizing things, saying, I'm actually really glad that I invited Raquel because now I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that she fucking sucks and she's not somebody that I want to be friends with. So... <laughs> Back in LA, James and Allie go get a couple's tarot reading, and we find out that Allie is an aspiring astrologer. I, okay, may wonders never cease. A turn that I did not expect, but I'm here for it, girl. At one point, the tarot reader says that James and Allie are twin flames, and James is like, oh, you know, I never heard that before, you know, before getting with Allie. By the way, he keeps, like, kissing her and being very affectionate with her, like, while the tarot card reader's trying to have a conversation with them, and please don't. It's, it's a little bit of projection for me, but anyway, Allie goes, well... Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox said that they're twin flames, so, like, now people are saying it. So then... James says, you know, the, the tarot card reader says that James puts a lot of effort into relationships that don't ultimately serve him. But like this relationship with Allie, don't feel guilty about it. Be happy, right? Allie says in a confessional, I don't know much about guys night, but I feel like the first rule is no girlfriends. Like no current girlfriends, no past girlfriends, no past girlfriends that are coming with a best friend, Charlie, things like that. So James then says in a confessional that Raquel is ruining not only everyone's relationships because she's trying to make out with Schwartz left and right, which pisses Katie off. And then she and Lala were toxic in Vegas. But, you know, also she never has consequences to her actions. He's like, everyone's looking at me, but let's point the finger at her for a second, which I think maybe is a good time to have a conversation here. Okay. I know Jackson, Brittany were on Watch What Happens Live and um, I should receive hazard pay for um having to watch that i mean the man was truly on the brim he was bursting out of the seams the botox was like truly about to just emanate 
from his temples. He was so excited to be on TV again. So excited to give Andy his um, a chunky sweater that he says he's had framed since season one. <laughs> and um, just like talk about what he knows. But it was clear to me, Brittany, and I knew this, like Brittany and Jax don't have a relationship with Ariana to where they need to be coming up on to watch what happened live and get flew down to New York to like talk about what they know, how she's doing, this, that, and the third. It just was like for Jax to grandstand and and like just say things that he thinks that he knows based on his history with with Krusty and this, that, and the third. Now he said that he knew for a fact that Schwartz is known for a while about this affair, which I mean okay, that's subjective. A while is subjective. You know, is a while like three months, six months? I mean, that could be anything, right? Um, I do think that he knew, but like, if you're not giving us concrete answers, then I don't want to hear it, right? Like Andy's asking the question. I don't feel like we got a concrete answer. I don't think he broke anything. He did say that he knows for a fact that Crust has cheated on Ariana within the past two years, you know, not including Raquel. Um, but again... What are your receipts? He's like, I just know. <laughs> and even Brittany was like, I didn't know that. And if I had known that, I would have told Ariana. So I don't know. I don't know. He just seemed very excited. And Lala was on her Instagram story saying, oh, bring Jackson Brittany back. It's time to bring everybody back. No, no. I am not going to sit up here on my microphone and at rewrite history. Okay. It doesn't need what happened. What Tom did has nothing to do with like Jax being a better person, Stassi being a better person, hell, even Lala. I, none of these people are like scoring points on the fact that Crustache has also been revealed to be bad. That, that doesn't like take anything off for you guys. It doesn't make you guys better. It just makes you guys more the same. So they don't need to come back. And they'll seem boring as fuck. Like, what do I want to hear from Jax at? And also they announced their uh, podcast... Okay. Okay, have fun with that for the next seven episodes. Okay, great. I will be accepting of Kristen doing a cameo or two because she is sort of like part of the story. And, you know, behind the scenes, she has been a very good friend to Ariana in the time of need. Like, that I will accept. But other than that, let's not do too much here, okay? Let's just let them have... They're fine over there in wherever the fuck valley village and and hollywood they're fine and let them be fine anyway back to the show um crusty and shorts meet up with lisa pump blah 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 she wants to know if they want their deposit back they don't they're gonna stick with greg blah 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 tom's selling his house he's they're gonna use money from that but you know they really need to open up the the bar basically they're wasting money open the bar loves and then we head over to sheena and brock's place and sheena tells brock She's like writing on this whiteboard. Oh, you know, we missed our daily review check-in. So Brock goes, well, you know, the goal isn't to set like, un- <laughs> I'm going to stop, unrealistic expectations. And Sheena goes, well, you're the one who wanted to put down brush your teeth. I'm not the one who forgets that one. So also on the list was uh, meditate, just stretch, lunch water. It just said lunch water. I don't know. Make bed, walk slash gym, one minute kiss, content. And, um, I can't remember what the else, what other one was. I need Sheena to like, I, every time I just feel like Sheena's not getting her love tank is not being filled in the kissing department. Like we had this issue with, uh, Adam, 
I think we had this issue with uh, Rob's Valletta and she was like, oh, he definitely could not have made out with a girl at Toga Madera because he doesn't even like to kiss. And then, you know, we had to just sit there and be like, oh, sweetie, you just hold on yourself. I, I need her to find somebody who actually likes kissing her. But anyway, um, the wedding's now two weeks away and Sheena says, Straight up, I was in denial my first wedding because I was trying to convince everybody and myself that things would be fine until I found out he was buying drugs again and it wasn't fine. But now going into this wedding, it just have pure joy and excitement and feelings of love and this is it. This is my forever. So her friend Jamie calls. Jamie, the girl who was talking about Raquel and what they knew on her podcast last week, calls uh, Sheena, because she is a bridesmaid, to find out that she doesn't have a hotel room. The resort is apparently sold out. This is an issue. Um, if she goes to another resort, she's going to have to pay like a resort fee to get on the property, and she doesn't want to do that. So, listen, Katie said she didn't want to go. Brock goes, okay, well, why don't we just nicely approach Katie and ask her if we can buy the room out from her. And I think at first, this is actually like a pretty reasonable request. Like she doesn't want to go. It's non-refundable. Somebody else needs it. They don't know that like she's planning this other like revenge vacation <laughs> at this point. So I don't think it's like weird to ask that just to try, right? But then Shana takes it up a notch saying in a confessional, you know, I'm exhausting every one of my options. If I have to call the resort myself and pull the bride card, if I have to call TSA to put Katie on a no-fly list, like, I'll do whatever. <laughs> so that over at Ariana's house, in her house only, uh, Kitty the cat is puking in a corner, probably over the disgust of her father's lies. That would be my guess. Um, that Maybe that was an egg and a little Easter egg for us. Kitty knew. And she was sick over it. Anyway, she invites uh, Katie over to talk about something about her, their sandwich shop, right? Ariana says, first of all, she's going to have a pool party. She wants to get out of her funk because of, um, uh, you know, the passing of Charlotte. And, you know, that really just makes me want to kick that bitch in the ankles once again. Because, you know, again, one of his reasons was, oh, I'm worried about her mental health, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Another thing that Jax did mention, now this was actually interesting. He said that he and Brittany were at some event in Orange County. Um, Jax told the story twice, I would like to say. Um, and I would also like to say that he <laughs> told the story two different ways. Because one, the first time I heard it, he said that he went to like some event, right? Like some sponsored event. But then when he said on Watch What Happens Live, he was like, oh, we were at my friend's house. Like this was like a personal invite. I don't think it was. I think it was an event. But anyway, he says that Raquel was there with Tom and they thought it was weird. But then they were like, oh, well, you know, like Tom makes friends like that and he's kind of all in. Like maybe that wasn't weird and that was in September so um he also said that that was during that time Ariana called like at that event Ariana called said something like oh you know my grandma's not doing well or she passed away and that Tom tried to use the excuse of like oh uh I can't get a car back to the city but he Jax was saying like this was a party people were coming in and out like they could have had ubers like that wasn't wouldn't have been an issue it wasn't like they were out somewhere deserted right so mm, 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 mm. 
So Katie asks Ariana who's going to this party. She's like, well, it's going to be you. And I was thinking about inviting Schwartz and Sheena and Raquel. <laughs> and then, then they invite uh, Sabina, the business lady, because they want to do like Shark Tank. They want to pitch their shop to investors because they don't want to make the mistake that uh, Tom and Krusty have made and put their money into shit. They want to have investors, right? So they bring up like a really great point that a lot of these sandwich shops are very like male centered and like firehouse and, and whoever, and even subway, like all of their not mascots, but like spokespeople are dudes. And you think that they would, you know, after the Jared situation, maybe they wouldn't want to deviate, but I guess they're like, Oh, let's just put some football players in it and say that they like eating, um, Philly cheesesteaks from subway. And I guess we'll just forget about it. But anyway, the pitch was great. Sabina was sold. So am I, let's get to it. Um, so then later at sir, Raquel's working her shift, I guess. James is also there. And she's like, well, I just want to check on you and ask if you're okay since, you know, you left the Mondrian. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm good. Like, we're fine. We're totally fine. Fine, fine, fine. Then she goes, well, you know, just we're going to have to be around each other. Like, I don't know if you heard about the pool party at Tom Sandoval's yet. <laughs> Why are you calling it his house? So James goes, yeah, I hadn't heard about it. She goes, well, you're invited. Sandoval told me. <laughs> what else did he tell you? in this conversation that you had. This is a party for Ariana, but it's at his house. Okay. Um, so then in a confessional, James goes, that's weird. They think they can kick me out and bring Raquel in. I'm fucking James Kennedy. I've been the life of this fucking party for the fucking past eight fucking years. Like it's fucking bullshit. And now with what we know, it's like, damn, he was onto something, but he, he went somewhere else. Like you're not getting, uh, iced out really. Uh, it's just Raquel's getting pushed in. If somebody's pushing in her, you know, that's, that's what's, that's the real tea. And now I know, need to know, like, when did they film this party? Was that in August? Was this after uh, Allie saw them at the Abbey? And maybe he was like, oh yeah, you know, now Tom's hanging out with Raquel and other people. And he's thinking like, oh, this is about me. And it's not. Ugh. Later, Lisa meets up with Katie and Ariana at Tom Tom, and you know she gives them the papers folder, or whatever, for the shop that's like five doors away from Sir Pump or whatever. I don't know. But Lisa asks Katie if she's going to Mexico, right? She's like, "Yeah, I'm still going. Mexico's a big place. I'm going to be in Casina. It's her birthday that week. Like, we're going to have a good time." There, Ariana goes. So hmm, there might be an issue with that because I guess the hotel's like completely sold out or it's at capacity. Think something happened with Jamie's deposit and they wouldn't let her stay with somebody else. Like they couldn't figure it out. So Katie says in a confessional, "Well, sucks for Jamie. It sucks that she didn't book her room when Sheena was bullying everybody else into it. But that's not her problem, which I'm with her on." She said, "I even called the hotel to make sure that Christina could be added to my room, and they said no problemo." So. Christina and Lala go over to Katie's to get ready for uh, Ariana's party. Um, Lala says, you know, I'm going to avoid Raquel because that bitch is insane. Like, she's cool at first and then she got fucking weird. And she's like, yeah, she's like the girl that's like, she's hot, but don't let her open her mouth because you'll want to run. So Brock ends up showing up with his friend, Joey. And he and Schwartz get up to each other. And Tom says in a confessional, Oh, you know how everyone thought that me and Raquel made out? This is actually the guy. Now, I will say, you know, 
they didn't look alike. They didn't. But like, you know, maybe would they both had sunglasses on and whatever drugs this person took on Coachella, maybe maybe they thought that. I could see that. Maybe I could see that. But Kristen Doty said that it actually was Sandoval that um she was making out with. So maybe that girl was just busy. I mean, it is a whole weekend. At some point in the party, Sheena earnestly turns to Raquel and goes, my forehead's starting to move. Like, I don't know if I should get Botox before the wedding or not. (laughs) I love her. And then she tells Lala about the room situation and, you know, how she's decided that she needs to talk to Katie to get her room because she doesn't want that negative energy around. And she says, I don't want her standing on her balcony, like FaceTiming with Christina Kelly, judging what I'm wearing. And Lala goes, I don't really think that's going to happen. So Sheena says in a confessional, during her first wedding, Stassi and Christina were over there kikiing, making fun of her dress, and she doesn't know if Christina's the same mean girl follower that she used to be, but she's still hanging out with Katie Maloney, so that kind of says it all. So elsewhere in the party, Lala and Sheena are talking, and Lala's telling her, I think I'm done with Raquel. Like, I can't deal with her anymore. Sheena says, I feel like she's just built a lot of confidence this year, and Lala goes, That's a PC answer, and I respect it, but I'm going to decline that. This is about the comment made about me being a mistress. Does she feel comfortable saying that to me because she looks at me like a homewrecker? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Girl, you know the answer to that is yes. That is exactly why. It is so wild. Now, granted, listen, we're like... Raquel and Lala, unbeknownst to everybody else at this point, are like Spider-Man meme pointing at each other in terms of, you know, being in the homewrecker department. But yeah, girl, like this, this, what do I even call it? Like this like myopic thinking or just like short-sighted goldfish, we're only processing things that happened this moment, not six years ago, is so wild to me. And like, I get it. People grow, people change, but you can't tell people, I fucked your man six years ago and you need to get over it because I was drunk. Like, we've moved past that. No, she hasn't. (laughs) Like, this is crazy. And yeah, it is pretty wild that you who's speaking loudest, who's barking the loudest about this, is the one who doesn't need to be speaking at all. I even maybe give Sheena a little bit more credit for... Uh, you know, her dalliance with Eddie Cibrian than I would Lala because at the end of the day, Sheena was just one of many. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, they had, they were like dating or whatever, but like she was a number, frankly. But anyway, Sheena tells Lala, you know, I do have your back on that. Like the home wrecking comment. And in a confessional, Sheena says, it's like wearing a scarlet letter. (laughs) Here we are in 2022 and I'm still a home wrecking whore. And I was thinking just now, Oh, yeah, no, it literally is like the Scarlet Letter. Like, granted, we're not giving full Hester Prune realness. Like, y'all know who your baby daddies are. But the A was for adultery. So, yeah, it is exactly like wearing a Scarlet Letter. I wonder if they could say that and, like, have production be like, what is the history behind the Scarlet Letter? That's what I would like to hear. Lala says she's over it, and if Raquel wants to act like a troll, she'll treat her like one. And don't be surprised when she does it. (sighs) Okay. All she does is bark, you know? (laughs) Like, I've been thinking for years, you know, when Lala was 
early in her, um, you know, tenure, when we had like Kristen and Katie and Saucy and the Witches of WeHo and all that, I just thought like, get, well, I'm going to have to take that back. <laughs> get like one uh, black girl who didn't fuck Jax to really go toe to toe against them. And they would just like, brrr, like, it would be like fucking Kill Bill. It would be nothing. You guys, if I got on Vanderpump Rules, which I don't want to, let's make that very clear. <laughs> no dreams. I would have obliterated all of those hoes, the exception of Ariana, in like 14 seconds and wouldn't have even broken a sweat. Like, girl, Lala, what does Lala do? Imagine being like intimidated by Lala. So right after that, James grabs Sheena and asks, you know, I need to prepare Ali. Like, what time should I tell her? Like, she's going to need to be by herself because she's, you know, just a girl in Mexico. Like, you're going to be on an all-inclusive resort. You'll be fine. But anyway, we find out that Sheena has not invited Ali to the ceremony. So, again, James in a confessional is all hot in the pants in his uh, pink, millennial pink pants and being like, you know... I just feel like I've been pushed out of the group because, you know, the first red flag was not immediately being invited to the pool party. And now Abby isn't invited to the ceremony. And it's like, Raquel's pushing me out. And they think they get to dictate who's hot, who's not in the friendship. And honestly, it's embarrassing. But Sheena tries to assure James that there are actually several people who were invited whose partners don't get to go to the ceremony or the wedding or anything or the reception. And you just like hang out and we'll see you at the after party. <laughs> now, I understand that like I guess certain resorts probably have like, you know, maybe she chose a particular part of the resort and they could only put so many people in there. But girl... I don't know. I've, I personally just came a couple months ago from a Mexican resort wedding and I'm like, I'm not understanding these rules, but you know what? I didn't stay at that resort. So let me shut my ass up. Lala then goes up to Katie and Christina and is like, yo, what's the plan after this? Like, are we going out? Because uh, Don wants to meet up, but my mom's at my place with Ocean. You know, I can't, I'm trying to kiss, right? But Christina just offers up Katie's place. She's like, oh, you know, she's got two bedrooms. But Lala goes, no, I would spray all over that fucking room. I can't do that. And this, this, like, her her talking about sex really irks me as somebody who likes to talk about sex and be very open and honest about it. Like, you just said that you have not had sex since the last presidential administration, but all of a sudden you're, like, fucking blasting it out, potentially, on Katie's bed, and I don't believe it. I don't believe that. But wait, also, if she hasn't had an orgasm since 2016... Was James the last person that she slept with? <laughs> was James the last person who made Lala come? Oh my god. If we went from James to Don, and then whatever the hell, the, the booger in the middle? Ugh. This is why I'm saying this girl has no game. No game. I could pull better dudes than Lala. Like, full stop. <laughs> and I barely even like talking to men. Okay. <laughs> She needs to shut up. Ugh, anyway, so on the couch, Raquel actually starts talking to Sheena and she's like, you know, I was just telling Joey, like some dude named Joey, how Lala was making fun of my galaxy lights. And Sheena goes, oh, yeah, she just also said that you were weak. She just told me that that and like I said, no, she's not. But that she did just say that. So Raquel goes, Lala's fucking pathetic. And obviously I'm not a weak bitch. So Lala 
keeps talking. She's in the kitchen. She's like, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck what Raquel thinks about me. Yada, yada, yada. St. Ariana, she's over it. She's like, I think you guys just need to talk and end this, right? Christina tells Ariana, God, I just wish you would have been there. But Ariana goes, would you guys have made fun of me if I was all about the galaxy lights too? And Lala goes, no, 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 we loved it. That's what she doesn't understand. What? Nobody understood that. You guys were having such a good time laughing at her. You asked, if she gonna is she going to murder us? Or Katie did or something like that. There was no way that even Raquel did not think that. But this relationship reminds me a lot of the relationship between uh, Wendy and Robin in Potomac. Because in my opinion, Robin just doesn't like Wendy. For whatever reason, she just doesn't like her. And so there's really nothing that Wendy can do. Like, maybe at best they can be neutral. But as soon as Robin even perceives that Wendy laughed a little too hard at a joke or looked in her direction for too long, it's over. And it just, it's like... We don't have to do this. Like, if you don't like her, you don't like her. But, like, you really clearly don't have a reason to not like her. So you're just acting weird. And, you know, whatever. So then Katie tells Ariana, like, Raquel shouldn't take it so seriously. It was just a weird moment. And in a confessional, Ariana says, It's really hard for me to wrap my mind around the idea that Raquel is fighting people and being crazy. Because I would think that Katie, Lala, and Christina gave the mean girl treatment to Raquel like they've done to other people in the past. And this is a shit that makes me more sick than anything, is that, like, you were so egregiously dirty to somebody who was, like, in your corner always. Always. And, like, maybe there was a point to what she said. Maybe, you know. Good thing you don't have a man. Or whatever the fuck she said. Because clearly she was out to just take whoever's. Didn't even matter if she liked you or not. Ariana tells Lala, I'm not really down with the mistress comment, but there's a lot of unresolved shit about the James stuff with Raquel. So Lala goes, we moved on. She moved on. And Katie goes, no, she needs to get her head checked. (laughs) So Ariana says, that's really mean. And then here comes little Lord fucking Crustache, who's been dressed like a French toddler this whole time. He comes up and he's like, here's the thing with you, Katie. Like, somebody who doesn't have your exact perspective, like, they're somehow wrong. And Ariana rolls her eyes and books it. Because she's like, I'm being, I'm removing myself. I'm disengaging, not doing this. And then she yells um, at Tom from across the room, I'm walking away because I'm not doing the Tom against the girls thing. And I totally get it because I feel like I have been in the minority with Ariana with regard to uh, how Tom speaks to people. Because again, I feel like in this group, at least all's kind of fair in love and war. Like you've got a mixed group of people. Y'all all have history and background with each other. It's not like the housewives where you're just meeting somebody's husband and there needs to be like some sort of hierarchy or code of ethics as to who speaks to who and what. No, all of you guys are friends. This is very similar to like some of the friend groups that I am in. Like if I had an issue with somebody, a male who happened to be with, somebody else I don't know like I'm trying to think (laughs) I'm really trying to think Aubrey do you hear me like if I was I know you listen to this if I was in a beef with Drew would I come to you probably not I'd probably just talk to Drew myself I wouldn't be like oh it's inappropriate I need to talk to his wife first like I'm not doing that (laughs) 
But with that being said, like, a lot of people really came for, I don't know if they came for it, but they were, like, very judgmental of Ariana for sticking beside her man during this time. Um, And I think at this point, she's like, I'm not doing it. Like, (laughs) I've defended you enough. You keep doing this. I don't want to be on screen being your backup singer and thank God for that. You know, the universe really provided for her in that way because imagine like, imagine how much even worse the situation would be if Ariana was backing him up as he was screaming to Katie about his new fucking girlfriend. Imagine. Now Katie tries to explain to Tom, like we had an entire day that was good. Right. And then I had full wish lip lash. And this is what I'm saying about Raquel needing her head checked because I thought we were clear. And it wasn't just me, right? So Raquel walks up behind Katie and Lala goes, are you going to partake in the conversation? And she goes, yeah, like, what's the issue? So Lala goes, you tell us. So Raquel says, Lala literally like, and she just kind of points. <laughs> Lala goes, put, t- put a thought together. I know you can do it, girl. <laughs> so at that point, Crest goes, Jesus, like, can you literally just stop? Like, I can't unsee the fucking bully that you were to her for no reason. You literally flex your fucking power. Okay. Now, he's not wrong. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dude, we're going to have to sit with that. There is no discernible reason why Raquel, or excuse me, why Lala hates Raquel so much. There's nothing, she didn't do anything to her, you know? So she's right. Like she was bullying her for no reason and was flexing her power simply because she could. So fortunately, while her boyfriend's talking, Raquel is able to uh, complete a thought in her brain. So she goes, you know, the reason is that you slept with James. And Lala goes, yeah, you've moved on from it. But then Krusty cuts her off and is like, well, no, you've moved on from it. She hasn't. She just got this information two fucking weeks ago. James is hearing all this and he says, it's about something, this is about something deeper. But then in a confessional, James says, "Ah, you know, I've moved on from it and I've learned. So at this point, I really don't care. And then James says to Raquel, she's never liked you, right? About Lala. And Raquel says, I know. And he goes, okay, well then leave it at that. And don't fucking throw my name into it. Like, don't do it, right? So then James says in a confessional, I'd do it again. I'd go in a fucking time machine and do it again. Fuck it. Like, fuck Lala again. And it's like, yeah, we know. We know you would do it. Then Raquel really gets the wind beneath her wings. And she goes, Lala, you're a bully. 
you're fucking pathetic. And I don't need this energy in my life. I've learned my lesson with James, and I'm finally learning my lesson with you. And if you guys are just going to be, like, be little, like, like, chihuahua followers, like, literally, I'm done. James is not done with Raquel at this point. So he goes up to her and asks why it is that she keeps mentioning him. And she's like, well, just because I just found out, like, a few weeks ago. So, again, he's like, well, keep my name out of your mouth. Like, keep me out of it. But Raquel says, well, it's affected me emotionally knowing that you kept that secret from me for years. Like, you know, it's not like it was seven months, you know? <laughs> I mean, she didn't say that part, but I did. And actually, now that let's just time out a little bit. Now that we know, I'm, I'm actually wondering, we saw very little interaction between Schwartz and Raquel, right? And we know it's coming. Like, there's still kisses and ramping up to be happening, right? But to me... I don't know if they're taking out scenes in which we're supposed to be seeing chemistry with Raquel and Schwartz, but uh, footage not found. Like, every interaction that they had really felt like a dude talking to somebody else's girlfriend. Like, didn't care, doesn't really think she's that hot. Like, he did say it earlier, but I'm I'm not buying it. Ariana goes back up to Lala and is like, at this point, I need this to be squashed today. So Raquel says to Lala, okay, well, you know, we never were friends and we never will be. And Lala goes, you've already said this already. I'm bored. You said this like six times. Are you done? Are you finished? <laughs> done. So then Raquel just kind of, I don't even know if Lala heard this because she was behind her back, literally. She just goes, you just give off like, Mistress Bimbo vibes, and I can't stand it. Then Raquel says in a confessional, I honestly feel like I've leveled up from this girl's trip because a lot of my motivation in life has been to be liked by other people. So the fact that I'm facing Lala Kent, I'm loving this new version of me. And then you guys, she dabs. (laughs) Not you doing a dab. In a damn confessional. You definitely have leveled up, ma'am. You you for sure have leveled up. You have made it abundantly clear that you do not have any motivation in life to be liked by other people. We got it. <laughs> so after she walks away, James asks Lala, like, what, how did the end of the conversation go, right? And Lala goes, well, her parting words were that I'm a bimbo. But Christina goes, actually, she said, Mistress Bimbo. So Lala goes, I haven't heard that word bimbo since. And then James goes, Jessica Simpson and Dukes the Hazard. <laughs> His mind. His absolute mind. So then Gina asks, what's going on with the hotel issue, right? And then turns to Katie and goes, you know, because you don't want to be there to support Brock and I and the room is non-refundable. Like, do you still want to go on a vacation or... Like, you know, I'm not disinviting you from doing that. I'm just saying that stay, you need to stay at another resort. (laughs) Shout out to Sheeta for not disinviting Katie from all of Mexico. (laughs) Now, I love Sheena as the Jan Brady that she is. But, like, girl, you knew how this was going to go. First of all, it's unreasonable to ask somebody to not go on a trip. (laughs) <laughs> a non-refundable trip, even if you offer to recoup the money. It's still unreasonable. It's also unreasonable to be like, just stay somewhere else. <laughs> it's also unreasonable to do this to Katie. 
Because Katie's just going to dig her heels right into there. She's not going to give you anything, Sheena. She's done. So why are we even bothering? So anyway, Katie tells Sheena, I'm going. It's Christina's birthday. I don't know what to tell you. She's coming. But Sheena's like, well, they're not going to be able to allow Christina there because, you know, they have their maximum occupancy. And Katie goes, I actually already talked to the hotel. They said it was no problem. So, sorry. So then Sheena goes, I just don't want your energy there, though, Katie. Like, this negative energy, I don't want it on a very special day in my life. And Katie says, it's a really big resort. And I'm entitled to go. And Sheena goes, but stay at a different resort. <laughs> so Katie says, I can't get the money. And Sheena goes, literally, I'll Venmo you. I'll Venmo you $1,000 right now, so don't say it's about the money because I'm fixing that. And then Katie just stares at Sheena. She just stares at Sheena until Sheena gets riled enough, to, riled up enough to know, to go like, you know what? We'll see about that. And Katie goes, what? We'll see about what? What is that? So Sheena makes a beeline for Tom and Brock in the backyard. She goes, dude, your ex-wife is pathetic. I'm sorry. So Tom, immediately on Team Sheena, he's like, what exactly did she say? She said, I don't care. She said, I'm going to go to Mexico and I'm going. I want to go and I'm going. She's bringing a friend and she's going on vacation and she doesn't give a fuck what I want. No, she doesn't, Sheena. (laughs) That is clear. I don't want her energy around me at all. So Tom says, I've got an idea. I'm going to tell her I'll get back together with her if she stays at another resort. Tom, do you think that you're the prize in this relationship? I don't even like Katie. And to the audacity of you to be like, I'll fix it by emotionally manipulating my soon-to-be ex-wife into getting together. So how is she going to stay at another resort if you guys are back together and you're at that resort, Tom? That doesn't even make sense. What kind of offer is I'll stay married to you if you go somewhere else away from everybody and all of my friends? The Raquel comes out of nowhere and be like, don't sell your soul. It's also really not your responsibility. Like you're not with her anymore, right? The Tom says, but I'm also a groomsman and I have to do something. No, you don't. This is evil. Evil. So Ariana proposes, why don't we just ask Katie what her price is, right? So she's like marching up to Katie and goes, okay, wait, what if? And Katie just goes, no. <laughs> so Christina goes, we're not going to be like with binoculars, like staring at you guys. And then suddenly it flashes forward to two weeks prior or two weeks ahead, literally in the middle of Sheena's, uh, as she's walking down, not the aisle, but you know, the pool, right. And everybody's taking pictures of her, all the, <laughs> All the the people, all the guests are taking pictures of her, recording her. Bird's eye view, Katie and Christina in robes on the balcony of their room, watching the ceremony with what I'm guessing are mimosas. And Katie goes, what if they could see us? So while I will say that Sheena's absolutely out of pocket and, and silly for requesting this in this manner, like... If you want to ask her, yo, like, we're not on good terms, I actually think that's pretty fair. But then to just be like, I don't want your energy there. Like, to the person who wants to put negative energy on you, like, you're fueling. You're fueling. Sheena was right, though. Like, she was sitting there staring at her on some hater shit. So Tom says to Katie, there's a solution here because there's this beautiful resort next door. And Katie goes, yeah, 
So have Sheena, have her guests go book to that resort. Tom says in a confessional, you know, Katie's stubbornness is one of my least favorite qualities about her. So he tells Katie that she is objectively out of line and that there's no gray area. (laughs) Okay. Katie goes, I'm not in the wrong for wanting to go on vacation, a vacation that I paid for. The Lala says, bottom line, she's going. Selfishly, I would kind of want her there for myself. And Sheena needs to just not let this ruin anything for her, which I do agree with Lala on that. Like, don't let this bitch in a beret run you into the ground over what should be very happy for you, right? So Tom says, I just think it would be really cool for her to think about Sheena. And Lala says, well... I think that maybe Katie should think about herself for once. And Tom goes, well, she does that a lot. Bro. (laughs) Bro. And then Tom goes, well, if you're not going to do it for Sheena, can you at least like do it for your business partner and friend? And Ariana goes, oh my God, don't say that. So Katie goes, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And then Tom tells her to stop being the most emotionally entitled. Katie says in a confessional, what we all knew and have been screaming at our television for 10 years now, Schwartz taking everybody else's side over Katie's should have been the reason why she broke up with him years ago. But this was the reason why she finally asked for a divorce, right? She thought that the pressure, with the pressure of her her being his wife gone, that maybe he would just start treating her like everybody else. And then she goes, well, I guess it's not just a wife thing. It's a Katie thing. That is so depressing. <laughs> that is so sad. Um, and I don't think she's wrong. But that is a very hard thing to sink into your body. I, I can imagine. I can only imagine. So Katie's like done. She's clearly waiting for her Uber. She's in the front. And Tom follows after her. And Katie goes, I want an apology from Sheena for meddling. Like, you know, and encouraging you to make out with Raquel. And all he can go, all Tom can say goes, well, you look cute. And then he just walks away. Oh my God, this man, thank God, get the divorce papers signed, sealed, and delivered. And don't lose this one like you did your first two marriage licenses. Do we remember that? He did it twice. They had to reveal that he lost it or didn't turn it in the first time and then when they got their other marriage in vegas he damn left it (laughs) didn't lisa have to go find it for him like in the venue where they got married i mean my god my god oh i'm excited for next week y'all i'm excited for next week i'm excited to see what happens with this reunion because as we know at this point they were like shutting this shit down i heard a rumor that raquel was paid to do that tmz paparazzi you know interview right and because of that production got really pissed off and that's why they were like oh we're taking your phones um during the reunion, so nothing nothing ends up getting leaked. So I actually think that was really smart. I am I screamed at the two seating charts that they had to to uh, come up with to keep uh, Sheena and Raquel away. So I'm hearing that uh, uh, that whoever's on stage, the other one's going to have to be in the glam room, and and vice versa, and that they're going to have to change, switch it up, switch her up. I y'all, I. <laughs> Y'all, I wish, like, 
this is what I will say. If, <laughs> what can I say? My thing is, I'm not going to get into any details. You can be mad at me for being like elusive. I get it. That's an annoying thing. But from what I am hearing, homie is like, like if y'all, let me just general. If you guys think that the, the craziness has stopped or dwindled, it is not. It has not. And I find myself with every bit of information being like, what the fuck? And I'm talking about crustache. Like, I just like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this kid? And I mean that like, not even from like, like this, you could be telling me this story about anybody based on y'all. I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) Thank you for speaking. Love you so much.